The following podcast contains spoilers for Daredevil Season 2 and Game of Thrones Season 6, Episode 2. And very mild conversation about Batman Civil War. I mean, Captain America Civil War. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. We're done. With the show we just started. (laughs) Hey, do you like when your dogs go through your trash? No? Well, then you're going to love this episode of Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. We're your hosts. I'm Brandon. He's Brandon. It's random. It's all things fandom. Welcome to another episode, episode four in our special little world. Brandon, how are you today? I'm good. You? Good. I am perplexed by the fact that it's May 9th already. May 9th. Yes. By the way, we should mention that the reason Brandon brought up the uh, dog going through the garbage is because I just found out my dog went through the garbage. And it happens probably every other day at my house with my dog. So if you can tolerate your dog going through the trash, you're going to love this episode of Random Fandom. We just this past Friday, after many months, even a year, I would say, of anticipation, saw Civil War. We'll be getting into that later. Captain America Civil War did not disappoint for my money. No, it was good. And we'll be getting into some kind of general spoiler-free reasons as to why, because we realize by the time some people listen to this, they might not have seen it yet, so we want to be sensitive to that. Yes. Yeah. We like, saw it, what, it was opening day or no? Opening night, yeah, yeah. opening night. We didn't go the night before. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not as young as I was anymore, and I can't do that. You know, I can't go Thursday night at midnight, because I don't want to be up till two and have to turn around and wake up at six to get my... If I'm my, excited enough for a movie, I don't mind doing it. It it would take a movie like a Civil War or episode Right, that would have been a good movie to do, to do it with, yeah. Yeah, I just don't do it as often as I used to. So, seeing you it... You are talking for, to the people who spent four hours in a theater ahead of time to watch the new Star Wars movies, so... Totally. So, until we get sponsored, which we know we're going to, because obviously we're awesome... Uh, and sponsors want to be a part of things that are awesome so they can sell stamps or shave clubs or stamp clubs. <laughs> you should know that we are fonts. <laughs> we are sponsored. That's a fake sponsor. We are fondly sponsored. By these by- fake sponsors. And who is up for uh, sponsoring episode four of the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon podcast? We have two. I will read the first one. Our first sponsor is Faux Shizzle My Noodle. And that is Snoop Dogg's new Vietnamese restaurant opening up Right here in Santa Rosa, California, which is where Brandon and I live. Wine country. Yeah. Uh, pho is, of course, spelt P-H-O. Pho shizzle, my noodle. Uh, their specialty is their spicy peanut sauce, actually. It's, oh, what's that made with? Uh, it's made with these nuts. These nuts. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Snoop. I mean, he's getting into, what, uh, some different stuff now that his music career pretty much cemented. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah, he is an entrepreneur, oh, yeah. so it makes sense that he's having a faux restaurant. He's a musician. He uh, directed weed. those porn videos. Porn, yeah, The Girl's Gone Wild. And, and now I think he's, he's in done, two Vietnamese restaurants. And I think he has his own line of weed, too. Not even joking. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised. Thank you, Faux Shizzle, for sponsoring today's awesome podcast. Also, we want to thank uh, our sponsor, Grandma's Can Clams. Fun to say, even more fun to eat. Clams the way your grandma used to make them. Look for them. Not only are they delicious, they're canned, convenient. Grandma's canned clams. Look for it today. (laughs) 
Mm. <laughs> so tasty. Hey, you want to talk about some games? Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about some games. But before we do that, I want to get hyped up because I love talking about all this stuff we're doing. So let's get animated, get this thing consternated, and you want to get consternated. I don't know what that means, but it rhymes <laughs> okay. with what I want to do. And you want to make this podcast caffeinated? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Now we're open for business. Let's get into games. So last week, uh, we were talking about the leak for Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which... Uh, Came to a little bit of mixed reviews on not only the name, but now a trailer has come out. And the trailer is also getting a little bit of mixed reviews. Well, what do we know about this game? Uh, well, it's coming out on November 4th. And something that I'm actually kind of excited about is we're going to see something a little bit different. We're going uh, we're gonna to see some space battles with this new game. So it'll take Call of Duty a little bit out of its normal element and bring something new to the game, which I actually... <laughs> I think that game is we're long six years overdue, overdue for, yeah. For that. Yes. Totally. Um, but here's an interesting thing. You and I had talked last week about how, and this was just completely out of the blue, about how it'd be great to see a remastered version of the Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And lo and behold. <laughs> and lo and behold, uh this comes out literally a few days later, and they uh, are announcing that the premium, di- premium edition... The premium edition, it comes out early? <laughs> oh, no, that's a bad joke. <laughs> the premium edition... You nailed it. Thank you. We'll now have the remastered Modern Warfare, which is something that we wanted. And that could have already been news last week, and we had no idea. We were just thinking, oh, we're due for a remastered version of Call of Duty, like Modern Warfare, and sure enough. Yeah, I heard about it literally two or three days after we had discussed it. Cool. Well, hey, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I'd be really curious to see how that package deal... But that's going to be more expensive than just your average $60 stock price. $80. Could be worth it if you're a Call of Duty fan. So uh, the premium editions are going to, I'm sure, have other digital content attached to it. But ultimately, if you're thinking about buying Call of Duty Infinite Warfare for $20 more, you can get... Modern Warfare as well, but you cannot get Modern Warfare remastered separately. By itself, at least that they've announced. At least so far. Yeah, I'm sure they'll keep that that way for at least six months. Now, on the other side of things, if you don't play Call of Duty, but you still like your active first-person shooters, you are a Battlefield player. And now we also, right around the same time, it's like they're tit-for-tatting if you follow... (laughs) My meaning, Battlefield 1. We now have a name for the new Battlefield game. It's Battlefield 1, hinting and re- pertaining to World War 1. I, I love that title. I think it's great. I think it's great. <laughs> I'll, I'll rate it great. I don't know what the hell I just said, but I'm in agreement with you. It does sound cool. It looks cool. And we are getting some definite different pieces of warfare that we've never had. Yeah. Uh, trench fighting. Yeah, uh, trench warfare. There's probably going to be some bayonets, you know, a little... Uh, spears on the yep. end of the rifles that could be cool uh there's chemical warfare zeppelins it looks freaking amazing fighter like, planes it looks yep. like the old red baron style yeah uh, biplane yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. I, I i say bring it on i'm uh, truth be told i am way more excited for battlefield what else we got on the docket we've got mirror's edge which has been delayed to june 7th apparently to fix some online features after the beta was released i'm gonna go out on a mm. limb I'm just, yeah, exactly. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say that it's 
in my opinion, I think it's more likely that they just wanted to release with less competition because May, which in our previous podcast, we had mentioned how much is coming out in May. Yeah, it's a, it's a dense month for game releases in May. It, incredibly dense. Yet the week they happen to choose here in June, they don't really have any competition at all. So I actually think it's smart. Good for them. Uh, they don't want to just fall victim to the fact that there are bigger games or even similar games in size coming out at the same time. So I think that's fine. So have a little faith in the new Mirror's Edge release date. I see what you did there. And I liked it. And I liked it. What else is coming up? Well, Respawn, you might be familiar with them. They just announced that, well, how fitting, on May the 4th of this past week, which is, of course, Star Wars Day, that they were going to be working on a new third-person action-adventure game uh, set in the Star Wars universe. No announcements beyond that, really. But we know who's taking lead on this. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name, but Stig Asmussen? Yes, Stig Asmussen. Uh, who has been previously affiliated for being a big contributor to God of War 3. So Another good third person. Very much so. Yes. Yeah. So I am really excited. Anytime you tell me there's a new Star Wars game, I automatically want to give it the benefit of the doubt. So anyways, we'll have more news on that as it develops. But just know that there's been an announcement. They waited to May the 4th to make it. And uh, hopefully we'll have something soon to follow up with that. Smart marketing. Next up, we have Fallout 4 Far Harbor DLC. Far Harbor. That's hard to pronounce. Fallout 4 Far Harbor. I think it's pretty easy. Far Harbor. (laughs) Yeah, wow. When you say it like that. If you had dentures, it would be hard to pronounce. Okay. Fallout 4 Far Harbor is releasing May 19th. And the only reason that's in here is because I am a Fallout fanboy. And I There's got to be a cool name for that. Fallout fanboy? Yeah, there's got to be a name. The like... Fallout Boys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks for picking up what I was putting down. Is that what you were going with? I was trying to see nice. if, you would, if you would catch you on. You and me. It. Yeah. You and me on the same wavelength. And what's next <laughs> on the horizon? Something is just worth a mention because it fits in so much with what we talk about. But as a game itself, eh, it could be. It'll probably just be all right. But there's a new TMNT game, Mutants in Manhattan. And it comes out of the shadows onto oh, stores and for release uh, May 24th. And we're officially so-so on it. Uh, so I actually watched some gameplay online. It didn't do anything for me. It just looks very, like, very safe. Like it's just playing it super safe. So Platinum Games is the developer behind this one. And they're known for this third-person slashing kind of fighting game. And they're usually okay. They're usually just right around that 6 out of 10 where they're inexpensive to develop, but they're fun games to mess around with. They've done uh, Transformers Devastation, which was pretty decent, Bayonetta, which was pretty good. But they've also done like The Legend of Korra, which got really bad reviews. So we'll see. Uh, I'm just hoping that they didn't pick up this title to make an inexpensive crappy third-person slasher game again cowabunga well put thank you very well put so that's what's going on in video games this week time to talk about the television oh nice and it shows within game of thrones we're three weeks in but uh brandon other brandon my Mm. friend 
is not yet caught up. So I'm going to let him catch up. So instead, we're going to talk about what we've both seen, and that's the second episode. So spoiler alert in effect. We want to talk about the second week of Game of Thrones, episode two, season six, and what a great season this is really shaping up to be. I know you're not caught up yet. But, oh, uh, but I, I'm like I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, and Lord Snow is back. What did you think? Did you expect it? The I internet did. wants no, to I ruin did. everything. I did. I did expect it um, because he's just right when they pulled his body from the the first episode when they pulled his body away and were kind of keeping it in the room, almost protecting it. I kind of figured there had to be a, a reason there, and in the game, unless of Thrones, unless I'm sorry to cut you off, but and I agree with you, but unless that reason was. All the people that were in the room with him were a bunch of necrophiliacs. Fortunately for him, they weren't. I, I wouldn't put it past the writers. Well, yeah, if you want to stay warm in the cold. Yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. It's worked for you all these years, right? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a little bit easier than cutting open a tauntaun because I don't think they have tauntauns. Yeah, it smells like hell. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so I am really excited as of episode two uh, for Jon Snow is back. Now I get to know because I've watched the third episode, what he chooses to do with his aliveness a little bit. You'll catch up to it. We'll discuss it in a future installment. Yeah. But uh, there's also another big major development that kind of, unlike Jon Snow's return, which I knew was coming inevitably as a fan. I just had my intuition about it. But what I did not see coming was uh, Ruse Bolton getting taken out by his uh, bastard son, later legitimized son, Lord uh, Ramsay Bolton, now uh, Warden of the yeah. North. Yeah. Holy shit, that one really got me. Well, I wasn't quite, I wasn't surprised though, because the act Ramsey itself was just such an ass in this. Oh, he show. is. He's, when he finally dies, because I have a feeling he's going to be around for a while, it's going to be like the most celebrated death in television history. Because mm. they're really building him up to be. Past Joffrey? Because it, Joffrey, everybody wanted him. Co. At least Co. Okay. Yeah. Yes. They're going to split well, the he's, he's He's taking over the crown of being the biggest ass in the game of thrones universe joffrey was just a punk with power but ramsey is psychotic he he uh, he's totally psychotic and he's not physically imposing but when he that he puts that death stare on you and his voice gets a little creepy yeah mm-hmm. and the way he he killed his dad uh that was really that really bothered me but you know what it was fitting because i wanted ruse bolton to die because if you remember it's ruse bolton that swore uh, allegiance to rob stark and then end up betraying him and uh, stabbing him through the heart at the Red Wedding. I thought that was Michael Bolton. It, they're the same guy. Michael oh, Bolton plays Ruse yeah. Bolton. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's an easy. F- yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, one of the things that I actually really liked seeing in this episode was Tyrion getting all cozy with the dragons. Oh, the dragon whisperer? Yeah. What if, the, and this is totally just ridiculous to say, but what if he is actually... Uh, cousin of dragons or something like that you know how she's the yeah. mother of dragons and Can they, we call him dragonborn he could be dragonborn until he took an arrow in the knee oh yeah yeah um but yeah i really think that was a cool scene and that hints that maybe there's something to this and he had a great quote i drink and i know things <laughs> which actually completely sums up his character That's a very two vital <laughs> and components that's why everybody likes him in this show I think what really, and I read online, and this is stupid because everyone has a million fan theories, and I don't know why I pay these any mind, but what if someone's like, uh, Tyrion is really a, um, a Stormborn, you know? He could be a, a Targaryen, because why did the dragons not just chew him up? Because he probably looked like a little goat to them, all appetizing and with a furry <laughs> little mane. You're saying he looks like a goat? 
No, but to a dragon? I don't know what a dragon sees. I would assume that a dragon has better sight than us. Probably, yeah, like eagle vision. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay, but keep in mind, they've been underground for how many days with a chain around their neck. But yeah, that was a very cool scene. I I actually wouldn't mind it if he has some sort of connection to the dragons while uh, Daenerys is kind of out of the picture right now. True. I wouldn't mind that. And keep in mind, we don't know where her main dragon is, uh, Dragon. Oh, right. Or however she pronounces it, yeah. Which is a great name for a dragon. So imaginative. I named my dog Dog. (laughs) Dog. (laughs) With two O's. Dog. But yeah, uh, episode two was great. Uh, There were some other revelations from it. Nothing earth shattering, but uh, we see uh, Arya continues to get beat down, and she's starting to accept, really trying to become nobody. Once she gets uh, accepted back into that church, the, into the faith. Yes, uh, the the house of the many-faced god, the house of black and white, on the contingency that she truly accepts that she is nobody. And, you know, uh, Jagar Hagen said, I will give you, basically, you know, if the girl tells me her name, she will have this back or she will mm-hmm. be off the streets. But she's like, no, I'm I, I'm going to pass yeah. this test. Yeah, so they she- really just want her to accept the fact that she is a nobody. And it reminds me a lot of my dad, who would tell me that all the time. Aww. <laughs> That's so random that you would say that right in the middle of an uplifting <laughs> breakdown of episode two, season six, Game of Thrones. Oh, and of course, another uh, cool development from episode two, the Ironborn King... Theon's dad, uh, Balon Greyjoy, is dead. Remember that chance yeah, encounter he has? That, who was that guy that threw him off the bridge? So I think it's his brother or someone claiming, okay. hey, brother. I don't know if he meant it literally, like me and you are. Okay, so I, so we've established it was very in a previous podcast that I'm no good with faces or names I don't in know this, this show. Guy. So when he showed up, I was, He's like, new. I was like, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? And he threw him off the bridge. And I was like, I have no idea who that is. So I was feeling like I was missing some sort of plot point. I but don't I'm think not. you're okay. uh, in the dark on this Good. one. Um, and it was so predictable that something was going to happen. It's a stormy night in yeah. a rickety bridge. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this something's not going to happen well for this dude. And yeah. sure enough, he plunged to his death. So uh, the Ironborn really have no king. So it'll be interesting to see who yes, they... because they have to vote their right. king into place, they and, said. And uh, the sister, I forget her name, Jora or something like that, just assumed she was going to take it. And they're like, whoa, not so fast. Well, yeah, and the guy was like, well, yeah, maybe you'll be the first woman ever. Basically saying it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So that will be an interesting, if minor, development uh, this season as well. Anyways, Game of Thrones kicking ass this season. Yes. And you know what really kicks some ass too? Blind people. Blind people. Lawyers by day. Vigilantes by night. We're talking about Daredevil. I finally was able to catch up. Being off of work these last few weeks has been great for my geek life. Not so much for home life and stuff like that, but uh, I am all caught up on Daredevil. I have watched the first two seasons, and I'm very excited. It's great to have you in our club. Yeah. Yes. So I'm I'm hooked. I am a Daredevil fan. Never was a really big fan of the comics. I mean, I knew Daredevil. Yeah, neither was I. It never really hooked me in, but this show is really wanting... Uh, this show has got me wanting to know more about the character. If there wasn't a Saturday morning cartoon about it, there's not a big chance that I got into the comics. I either. think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, because that was just our childhood. That yeah. was the and way we were I raised. I love that a show like this is formatted for Netflix, so it can be TVMA, it can be dark, it can it be can violent, be anything they want it to be. Yeah, and I think and it's, they make great shows. Netflix does, and they're making the best use out of the fact that they are not on network television at you know a prime time slot. Yeah. Uh, this season, particularly more so than the first season, was incredibly 
incredibly violent, especially with all the gunplay with Punisher. There was a scene where he point blank shotguns a dude right in the face and they didn't pull the camera back or anything. Yeah. And it looked like something from, you know, the graphic content of like a walking dead, you know, just seeing a, a dude split like head split open like a melon. And it was pretty awesome. I got to say. Yeah. This show or this season was great and they didn't hold back the punches at all. No pun intended. They were willing to go that extra step into violence and into corruption um, they brought back some previous villains, oh, which Nobu, I thought was great. The Nobu, the ninja. A couple, yes. Yeah. Nobu, as well as Fisk. Yep. Um, Still menacing, even from prison. Yeah. Yeah, and sets up what should be a really cool return for him in season three, I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's what they're going to be doing, because he didn't have a huge part, but it was enough to whereas when you saw him, you got that excitement, because... Most of the people who watched the first season of Daredevil loved the villain. What great character he was. You know, at first I didn't really like him because I was used to the Fisk that you would see in the comics and in the TV shows. Like a really, really big brooding guy who was very confident um, and very, very business savvy. And he seemed almost unsure of himself and he lacked the self-esteem that I thought the, the character should have had. But you grew to love that about that character because it was the early stages before he became the kingpin. And what I love about the second season of Daredevil is they set it up to where he gets that name, the kingpin. He gets it in prison. Pretty cool. And he starts to literally take over the entire prison from the inside, which is crazy. And so I thought that was great how they set that up. I I am complete agreement with you. Now, I was kind of doing a little research on the net and, you know, amongst some critical consensus, there did seem to be a little drop off from season one's reception to season two, which I understand season one, you get the chance to introduce all the characters origins season two. It's like, okay, where do we go from here? And I see why some critics didn't like season two as much. And it wasn't as highly reviewed as season one. I still liked it, but it did have some problems for me. Uh, first of which I would have liked to see more Punisher. You and I were talking about this. We might be on opposite sides of the coin and that's fine. But he, by the end of, I think episode three, he's already been in prison and then he spends like half of the season in a courtroom or in a hospital. And I just wanted to see him do more punishing. Yeah. But his depth and the character and just the, um, kind of apathy or excuse me, empathy you have for him. He's a bad guy himself, Mm -hmm. but he's doing bad for good reasons and he's right. only taking out bad guys uh but i just would have liked to see more of him actually being the punisher um, but i like where it left off uh, yeah i thought they did a lot of good storytelling with the dichotomy between the punisher who has the same goals as daredevil in stopping crime but the only difference between them is that Daredevil is too afraid to actually stop them for good because the only way to do that is to actually kill these... Put them down. Yeah, the only way to do that is to put them down. And um, the Punisher is not afraid to do that. And I like that. Oh, yeah. The, the scenes where those two shared the camera were great. They're they were great. Some of my favorite movie, or moments of season two. And, of course, the other big player in this, uh, Elektra. I, I understand that she's a big part of Daredevil's world, I just didn't think she was necessary this season. I thought they could have introduced her in a third season completely. I would have gladly given up less time with Elektra in exchange for more time with Punisher. Um, yeah, no, I could see that. I understand it, it was a whole nother plot point, and it just made it a little confusing for me. You know, she's in his life, and then you get the backstory they met in college, 
he w- was a job for her when they actually met, but then she fell in love with him. He says, I don't want you back in my life. You got to get out of here. Oh, wait, no, I'll help you. Uh, now There's a lot gonna, of flip-flop in there. It, yeah. it was almost too much. I get that he he's conflicted, but it was just almost too much. It was like just a flag in the wind. Like, which way is it going to blow for me? And that just it watered yeah. it down a little bit. I actually didn't think that a lot of her presence was necessary. And then this whole thing with the hand, the ancient uh, cult who's resurrecting the dead, and they actually need her, but then they're trying to kill her, and she's she is the black sky. She's not the black sky. Let's resurrect her. It got a little confusing for me, so I'm hoping they clean that up a little bit in the third season. See, I didn't mind her as much as I think you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why that you you know, out of all of the villains that were shown in this season, and there's a lot of them. There's Nobu. There's Fisk. There's Punisher, and Elektra is kind of this half villain, half good guy, right? It goes kind of back and forth where, um, you know, she is a bad person in some way. She is a killer. I mean, she absolutely is a killer. There's that one scene where there's that really young assassin who's like a teenager. Oh, right. And um, Daredevil stops the ninja assassin, pulls off the mask, sees it's a teenager, and then she comes up and just Just slits his throat. In cold murder. And, And Daredevil's just stunned at that. And he's like, oh my God, who is this person? that I care so much about. And I think that's why it goes back and forth time and time and again, because he's so conflicted, but in the end, she's the only one that truly understands him and his need to, to, to go out and fight crime. And he feels like he can be who he is with her. So I get this back and forth. And I also didn't mind the whole plot point with her being the black sky. I didn't mind that at all. What is the black sky? Well, that's what, that's what season three will probably be about. I hope so. And they really need to do a better job, I thought, of explaining those kind of zombies. What were yeah, they the like? Ones they're where being they were doing harvested. That yeah. Ta- yeah, taking out the blood and doing and, that transfusion. And then they're in the what hospital, and then all of a sudden they're awake and then attacking people. And then they, they go, didn't explain that at all. They, and I'm, I hope they will, but it does leave you empty in like, this season. What was that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, something that really did work for me. I'm a huge fan of uh, the stick character. I've never yeah. known about him uh, previous to the TV show. And I remember when he first showed up in season one as kind of an introduction of, you know, Mickey to Rocky, the guy who trains him. And, right. And he's the guy that shows him that his disabilities aren't a crutch or something to keep him back. But rather, it's a gift in yeah. so, oh, so many ways. Yeah. And I love at the end when Nobu came back for like the fifth time. And, you know, after Daredevil knocks him off the building. <laughs> he like cuts his head off. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, Nobu's back again. Okay. And then he's just like, I'm, and I literally thought to myself, okay, if this guy's immortal or keep coming back to life, you have to cut the head off. That's how you kill Wolverine. That's and how you kill Highlander. the shit out of he him. He did. And it was awesome. And speaking of Highlander, uh, Clancy Brown, who was, um, I forget the name, but he was Highlander's enemy in the very first one. Who's the guy who cut Sean Connery's head off? Okay. He's the big brooding guy in um, the first Highlander movie. Clancy Brown was the blacksmith who was the guy who really oh. was the catalyst for Frank family, Frank Castle's, that's a hard word to say, was the catalyst for Frank Castle's family getting capped. So maybe he has it in his contract where he's like, no, I'd love to do this show or I'd love to do this film, but it's in my contract. Somebody has to get their head cut off. Yeah. And everything he does. And by the way, Clancy Brown, the same guy, do you know who I'm talking about now? Kind of sort of the blacksmith. Oh, the blacksmith. Yeah, I'm the sorry. guy yeah, the, who was in the Marines, who I guess was his commanding officer overseas, yeah. and something went shady, and now he's making heroin here domestically. Yeah, and I... Yeah, I so I do know you know who yeah. he is famous for uh, lending his voice to 
in the uh, the cartoon world. It's a Nickelodeon show. I don't Here, know. How about I do an impression that's going to suck right, ass, but you'll this. get it. <laughs> SpongeBob, me boy, come here. Was that Krusty the Krab? Krusty the Krab? No, Mr. Krabs. Or, yeah. That same guy voices <laughs> Mr. Krabs. Okay. My bad. Uh, anyways, season two, Daredevil. <laughs> uh, like it? Love it? Where do you feel? No, well, How about just Daredevil as a whole so far through two seasons? Well, I love this whole season and the last season. I, th- I think the show is great. This whole entire season I thought was not without some of its little bit of a little plot holes here and there, but overall it was a great season. It was. So now uh, that I'm done with Daredevil, the other big Marvel show that is exclusive to Netflix that I need to catch up on and will do very soon is Jessica Jones. And I know you're already there and done. Yep. So I look forward to being able to have that conversation with you. I've just started and uh, I can tell you at this rate, I'm going to be finished soon. It's time, Brandon. What? It's Brandon time. It's movie time with Brandon time. I mean, movies. Let's. You want to talk about movies? <laughs> Are you okay? What the, what the hamburger sauce was that, dude? I break out into hip hop raps. It's not a big deal. Let's talk about movies. It's movie time. I mean, it's Morphin time. It's a Morphin movie time. It's Mighty Morphin movie time with Rangers. the Rangers. Oh boy, with Park Rangers. As if it's clearly evident that Hollywood is running out of any original thought in well, their I thought bones. They, that was pretty evident years ago. As if it wasn't painfully obvious. Okay. Every week, yes. there's a new adaptation coming out of a previous work. We're getting a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger movie. I don't know if they're going to call it Mighty Morphin. I think they might just go Power Rangers or something like that. But they're going big budget, big action, and we have some stills. Uh, we see Elizabeth Banks yep. cast as Rita Repulsa, who looks like she got into some green glass and rolled in it. It was not. It's nothing like the original no. at all. Well, at least that might be a good thing. In all honesty, well, think yeah, about the original okay. Rita Repulsa. She had like horns of cotton candy on her I head know. and like Madonna's bra on, and it was weird. Uh, but we've also seen what the Rangers are potentially going to look like anyways uh, with their suits. And something you mentioned that I didn't notice and I went back and looked. I'm like, wow, you're right. Go yeah. ahead. Well, first of all, I, I get why they took the spandex out and put them in armor. Sure. But the armor looks absolutely ridiculous. Red Ranger looks like Iron Man. Too. Their helmets are way too big. Uh, but no, here to to what you were saying, something that I noticed is if you look at the the female characters... They're wearing these wedges. Why, why, why in these armor suits are their heels lifted? Is that for kicking? Yeah. I mean, like seriously, what is that? I couldn't tell you. Doesn't make any sense. And the Red Ranger really does look like Iron Man. Uh, Maybe those are just prototype shots. I have no idea. I hope they simplify it a little bit more. I bet you we get a trailer by the summer. Oh, I, I would not be surprised. Okay. Yeah. It'll probably come out with uh, TMNT or something like that. Oh, yeah. Which comes out next month already. So this summer is next month. Weird. Excuse me. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Good burp to speak. Uh, trailers, speaking of trailers, there is the Ghostbuster trailer. That's not new. It's been out for probably like a little more than a month now. But uh, Yeah, let's the- touch on it real quick. What did you think of it? I think 
as if it wasn't painfully obvious enough that Hollywood has run out of any original thoughts, <laughs> I think the it's same weird. Yeah. Uh, we just talked. I about think that. deja vu, but for different reasons. No, that's what I think. No, I, I no. I feel like I'm scolding a dog no, that just won't listen. You know, Ghostbusters is near and dear to my heart. It's classic. It's cult following. It's it's beyond cult. It's it's nationally embraced by so many people that identify with it. I don't want this to happen. Okay, and it's already happening. I don't mind that this is happening at all. When I it does heard, not look funny to me. That's that's the problem. When I heard that they were doing an all female cast, I thought, okay, that's totally fine. It was all male before. Let's change it up. What better way to to switch all the sexes to female? That's fine. And the cast is actually pretty good. A lot of funny people on that. Uh, Kristen Wiig leads SNL the gang. Alumni. She's great in like everything she does. So I was like, okay, I, this this might work. Then the trailer comes out. The first minute of the trailer, I think, is not bad. Fairly fun. The last thirty seconds of it are absolute crap, and look like a really bad SNL sketch. And instead of having Annie Potts as their secretary, now they have a male secretary. And did you notice it is Thor? It's Chris I did. Hemsworth. You know, I think that's great. I, Fine. That could totally. be that could be a funny selling point for me. Yeah, I'll go see it, but I'm not expecting much. And to me, the job of a trailer is to hook you. So not always are trailers indicative of how bad or of how good a movie can be. But if a trailer doesn't work for you, chances are, in my experience, the movie's not going to work for you. Well, and, and I even had hangups about Batman vs Superman just based on the trailer. Yeah, I wasn't wrong, and from nope. my opinion. Well, and the Ghostbusters trailer is universally kind of getting panned disliked right now. yeah yeah <laughs> it sits at over 31 million views that's impressive then this is the official trailer off of sony pictures entertainment uh channel on youtube 234,000 likes as opposed to 772,000 dislikes so almost three times as many dislikes as likes that's not promising no not so at all. hopefully um hopefully this trailer is not indicative of the movie, and this uh, like-to-dislike ratio is not indicative of uh, who's going to turn up and see it. When do when does that even come out? Is it out in July or something? It comes out July 15th, it looks like. So, uh, you know, let's... Actually, let's go from one possibly shitty movie to another. Oh, you mean especially sticking to unreasonably <laughs> unnecessary retreads of movies yes. 30, 20 years old, something like that? Let's continue with the theme of Hollywood. The Hemsworth Brothers. Hollywood has no new ideas. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Hems- Hemsworth Brothers. You always want to talk about the Hemsworth well, Brothers. Well, this one has the little Hemsworth. Uh, yeah, but Liam. you're always talking about their pectorals and Those who can't feel talk about. <laughs> if I can't touch him, I'm going to talk about him. So, uh, what he's trying to say (laughs) is, so the Independence Day trailer resurgence. I don't give a monkey's scrotum about this movie. Yeah, it seems it's a sequel nobody asked for, and that's the thing, especially 20 years after the fact. Nobody was nobody was asking for this on the internet, like, oh, number one was so great, we need a number two, we need to know what happened. No, we don't. What happened was we defeated the aliens. Yeah, Randy Quaid uh, drunkenly did his jet fighter act, and yeah. we got him. And now the fact that they're coming out with an Independence Day two means that Dennis Quaid did all that for nothing. 
Well, Dennis Quaid did all that for nothing, but uh, Randy Quaid. Yeah, Dennis Quaid misses his brother for no reason now. <laughs> Wait, there's two Quaids. There is. How oh, this is so confusing. Uh, yeah. So about that, it looks just oh, and another trailer that has the brown note. <laughs> it's like it's all, and then cataclysmic things happening, explosions here. I would be very shocked if this movie is. A critically received well, and B uh, does big box office. I just really think that it's who cares, and it doesn't have Will Smith. Will Smith was the best part of that movie, but it has Goldblum. Yeah, but he's hard up for roles nowadays, so he'll take right. whatever he can well, get. Well, he's doing commercials now. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it'd be awesome. You know the iconic scene from Number One where they blow up the White House. Yeah, it'd be awesome if if they uh, if there's this scene where they're like, "Well, Mr. President, we finally finished." <laughs> <laughs> rebuilding the White House. It took us 20 years to reconstruct it. <laughs> he's like, it looks amazing. And then all of a sudden, it just blows up again. I would very much be a, uh, a fan <laughs> of that. I'm going to use a Jeff Goldblum quote oh. to describe what I think this movie will be. So if you'll recall from his role as uh, Dr. Whatever in uh, Dr. Clark? No. Uh, Dr. F- Something Malcolm. Yeah, we'll go with that. So Malcolm on in Jurassic Park. Uh, after seeing a big pile of uh, dinosaur leavings, that is one big pile of shit. Yep. And I think that pretty much describes how this movie is going to pan out. Uh, I do, I'm do. i not going to see it. Okay. I will Maybe for research probably purposes. see it, and I will let you know how yeah. bad it is. Independence Day, more like Dependence Day. Like You're going to be de- <laughs> dependent okay. on just the namesake of a movie that came out 20 years ago. I think... You're good with puns. I enjoy them. Thank you. They make me happy. But a movie, also, this could be the one of the bigger summer blockbusters that we're unanimously pretty excited about, though it's going through some ch-ch-ch-changes. R.I.P. David Bowie. Suicide Squad. I believe it comes out this August, and uh, apparently... Well, Brandon, what have you been hearing about this movie? I heard, through the grapevine, that Suicide Squad is spending tens of millions of dollars doing quite a big reshoot. Now, it is completely normal for a movie, any movie, to go back for a few more weeks and do more reshoots to tighten up some scenes, just perfect a few things. Totally normal. They are spending tens of millions of dollars and quite a bit of time trying to add a, quote, lighthearted feel and also apparently to improve some of the action. Oh, why would that be? Because Batman Superman didn't have enough, and also because it was dark and dreary? Well, maybe. And that's the thing, is uh, I would not be at... And then of, of course, they're not going to admit this. No. But I would not be at all surprised if, with the, such a poor reception that Batman versus Superman is getting, if they're going back and saying, okay, we need to pull out anything that seems like a successor to Batman versus Superman as far as the style of the movie goes. So... Also, coming off of the new trailer, which is a very lighthearted and, and funny trailer with the Queen song. Yeah. Um, people really were reacting well to that trailer. And I think it's indicative of the fact that people are okay with having humor mixed in with their serious, brooding comic book movies. So this doesn't surprise me at all that they're going back to the drawing board for a little while. If it makes for a better movie then go for it. So I feel like YouTube 
and the internet is almost like a big free focus group. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, people who make Ghostbusters might want to freaking pay attention to the fact yeah, that honestly, they have three yeah. times as many dislikes <laughs> on a freaking uh, ninety second trailer. Uh, but I, if it makes for a better movie, I'm all for it. See, I agree. here's the thing. But we won't see the before and after. So if they are doing reshoots or if they've done these reshoots, we won't see what's getting sh- shot over, so to speak. Oh, yeah. We'll never know. We'll never but know what But if it makes for added. an enjoyable movie, I'm for it. The only thing that makes me a little bit like about this movie, and yeah, from the first trailer that came out to the most recent one, it does look like they're trying to maybe uh, tonally shift a little bit, yeah. which is fine. I just don't know who the majority of the villains are. I get it. Jared Leto's the Joker. He's like a punk rock Joker with tattoos could be cool yeah it could be good you know harley quinn obviously they're trying to really go with this fun sexy appeal with her uh will smith is a really loosely adapted deadshot am i saying that right is he deadshot yeah yeah deadshot to me is like like this russian assassin dude who has like an optic over his eye and he has like a certain costume is deadshot russian if he's russian or not he's always in a hurry (laughs) (laughs) uh anyways Excuse me. Sorry, I just this medication. Uh, like I said, we're caffeinated, we're animated, uh, consternated, yeah. constipated. Not anymore, bro. <laughs> Remember that Indian food a few weeks ago? I have never looked back. <laughs> but um, anyways, Deadshot to me is like he's more soldier-like and he's not as whimsical. But you know, actually, we'll see how Will Smith's adaptation of him works. But and it's okay so to I change see, it up. I, I see. Mind that. No, I don't either. But here's the thing. Sorry, I'm kind of. I don't mean to contradict myself. Changing up, fine. Just to me, that's like, eh, we'll see about that. That's in the back of my mind when I'm going to watch it. But Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Killer Croc, I don't know who any of those other characters are, these bad guys. There's like someone who's clearly got pyrotechnics abilities. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is or who that's supposed to be. Um, this person who has the long hair and wears a mask and can teleport or something like that. So here, here's what... I got no clue. Here's what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Marvel has done an, a great job of taking what would normally be i want to say b-list characters in the marvel universe putting them together right like like ant-man like black panther all these all these b-list they're not like you know spider-man is an a-list iron man is an a-list right they're taking these b-list characters breathing new life into them and doing an amazing job doing it and with the success off of that um, from the first Avengers, now the second Avengers, and all of the other ones in between, DC is trying to pull that same success. So they're taking a bunch of B-lister characters, some that you kind of know, some that you've never even heard of. But that gives them completely free range to create whatever character would be good on screen. I hope that they utilize that opportunity to do just that. Make it a character that we all love to see on screen. We'll so- see. Anyways, that is going to be probably the big summer blockbuster, I yep. imagine. Oh, I think so. And uh, it the one cool thing we can say for it, I mean, this director is not a saint by any means. Nobody has a perfect filmography. Even Spielberg's put out some duds over the years. But it is done by David Ayer. And uh, if you're not familiar with his work, just uh, give a quick look on his IMDb. He's got some good stuff out there. And actually, he directed what I think is his most recent movie, if I'm not mistaken, which I think is actually kind of an underrated movie. Uh, was Fury, if you'll remember that. That was the World War II. I heard that was really good. uh, Biopic had Brad Pitt. Even the Shia LaBeouf, the Boofster, had an appearance in that movie. So if you're not familiar with all of his body of work, go check it out. But it does point in the right direction. It's it's definitely he's got a, a hat to hang. 
And sticking with the comic book theme movie, let's get into our topic of the week. We're going to change gears and talk about Captain America Civil War. It's our topic of the week. a little they loved a little they broke up they made up it's all part of being a superhero such a soap opera uh, i think the next movie is going to be iron man and captain america civil union because oh. they had a pretty big fight in this one you know what though and something that's, tells me that's they what might makes make the up. relationship stronger so we're going to try to stay as spoiler free as possible because we realize by the time we record this and put this out not everybody will have seen the movie yet uh they are called lamos You'd need to be there right away <laughs> the first few nights. Now. If you're not there when we are, you slink Bad. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. I think Captain America as a franchise, because even though this felt like Avengers 2.5, so to speak, yeah. uh, I think, but it does fall under the Captain America banner, is getting better with every movie. And usually about the third one, Blade 3, Spider-Man 3, X-Men 3, you see what I'm saying? Things yeah. start to dwindle a little bit. This was bolstered it still felt like a captain america movie because he was still the focus but it was bolstered by strong presence of the rest of the avengers or contributors to the avengers and i loved it i was just i was was great i fell in love with this movie right from the get-go marvel does the opposite of what all those other movies that you mentioned that are are plagued by the third one ruining the entire franchise those ones they had no direction planned out from when they began the great thing about what marvel's done they have so many movies planned out for probably the next 20 years. And they've got this story piece by piece put in a line. They know exactly what they're going to make every time it comes out, which the movie itself may change whether it's good or bad, but all done with this grander plan in place. And I think a lot of the movies previous to this one did exactly that because this movie was long. There's no joke about it. It's, sure. it's two hours and 40 minutes. And I was even aware, even though I was thoroughly entertained throughout, I was very aware of the fact that, wow, this is a long movie. But not to me, uh, not a single minute felt wasted. It was all oh, no. cohesive. Yeah, it it actually great. told a cohesive story, unlike uh, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, no, which was chopped together like piece of... Oh, it seemed like someone sneezed in the editing room and just said, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. And like all the film strips went everywhere. This was completely cohesive. Not a minute was wasted. It told you right from the beginning where everyone's at. And that's the thing. There were We even talked about this, kind of like that mutant stew effect. Oh, there's too many people on camera, on screen. Not enough reason for you to care about them. But, I mean, some people had a, a smaller part to play, while obviously Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, and Iron Man were the big kind of catalysts for this movie. But everyone's role felt at least important for for their screen time. Yep. Like from down from the smaller players like Ant-Man and Spider-Man to the big time players, everybody served a purpose. Everybody had a role and it was great. The only thing that made me sad is I just, I wanted more, not more characters, but I just wanted to keep going. Like, Hey, let's keep going. You know, what I loved about this movie is that every single character felt like they had their own real purpose. As and to on, why they were picking sides why or they were joining there. the fight. Nobody felt like they were shoehorned into the movie just to be there. And my worry previously was that somebody like Black Panther, who's one of my favorite characters, would have been thrown in there just for the name of Black Panther. Oh, and how but cool they, was he, by the oh way? Oh my God, Black he was Panther amazing. Fans. And that goes also to say, I truly loved 
how every single character was utilized in a way where their fighting style was completely unique. Nobody felt like they were the same. Black Panther had a completely different fighting style than Captain America or Iron Man or Spider-Man, who was awesome in the fight scenes. Oh, he was hilarious. He was great. So I love the way that the Russo brothers were really, really smart down to the little nitty-gritty details about the movements and the style of each character. Yeah, and again, we don't want to spoil like a specific plot point or anything like that, but as you know, and it was very clear just from the commercial, there's a showdown at an airport, but they weren't out to hurt each other. They were using their powers in a way that just tried to delay each other yeah, or hold each other, each other each other. Yep. You know what it reminded me of in the old X-Men comics and cartoons? You know how they had that training room, right? Yeah. Where they could use their powers, but no one was going to really ever going to get hurt because it was kind of like a controlled environment. It reminded me of they were just scrimmaging. They were just practicing. They weren't out for blood. And it's like they had fun almost. It was like a battle royale, but they were having fun and it was very whimsical. No one got seriously hurt until actually uh, War Machine ends up getting jacked up. And then that's when it changes tone a little bit. Yeah, it does. And it wasn't till the end where actually where they were out for blood and for a plot reveal that actually really worked for me. And I was like, oh, I should have seen that coming. I didn't. And you'll, if you've already seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, you'll Go hopefully it. like it. Uh, here's a question I have for you. Out of all the abilities and all the powers and all the weapons and all the cool costumes in that movie, what weapon or power would you want? Like if you could be like, ooh, I'll, I'll just answer the question for you to kind of give you an idea. <laughs> For me, because if, if you're not okay. sure what I'm talking I about. I you're going to answer it for me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll tell you what me. you like. I really like the way they utilized Winter Soldier's bionic arm in this movie. His arm was badass. Yeah, it was. And I really want his arm. If I could, like, just choose an ability, I'd take Bucky's arm. I So I would say, if, if I could choose Spider-Man. Just I his have, web slinging? Spider-Man is that epitome of what every nerd starting from his teenage years trying to figure out what the hell he is wants to be. He always wants to be the guy who by day, sure, he's the nerd in school. By night, he's a badass flying through the city fighting crime. That's That would be my style of fighting. And I'm not sure if I like the spandex or the underoos. Well, there's still time. But yeah, the kid who played him, you actually didn't see much of him, but his scene with Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, that was awesome. That was so cool. And that's another thing I want to touch on. Uh, every single character in this that had a new origin to tell, it, they told it in a very simple yet effective way. So you have Spider-Man, and they didn't. They knew they didn't need to tell the origin. They didn't need to People tell you by who now. he is or what powers he has. Thank People you. know. They did us a favor by not over like hitting us over the head with it. Unlike Batman versus Superman, which told us about Bruce Payne... About Bruce, Bruce Wayne's pain. Wayne. <laughs> the Bruce Wayne pain of about, losing his parents. About Bruce Wayne's parents dying. We didn't need to see that again. And so when we were shown Spider-Man for the first time, it was more about A, his personality, and B, Tony, the way Tony Stark and his personality works with that character. Oh, they were And great. it was amazing, and which makes me really look forward to Spider-Man Homecoming. Very much so. Great setup piece. Yes. So that, and then of course... Black Panther. Black Panther's um, origin and reason for fighting is pretty much told in a car ride over a few sentences, and it was everything you needed. 
But it wasn't contrived. It wasn't contrived. You just, you believed it. was it. sufficient. It was exactly what you wanted because you're like, yeah, that's all I wanted. Thank you, filmmakers. We're good. And wow, what a setup for his eventual standalone movie too, um, coming out in the future. And stick around after the credits. Won't tell you what happens, even though you might've already read online, but there are two end credit scenes. Uh, yep. Both of which are... That's not really a spoiler. No, We're just, just telling you... Just to stick around. To stick around. Yeah. Yes. There's two in case you haven't heard and they're worth it. Anyways, we'll get into this movie more specifically with more plot point reveals as to what worked for us. I want to uh, have a full-on spoiler cast. Oh, absolutely. And here's the thing. What really I was hoping for going into this movie was for it to be somewhat on par with Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was right there, if not a little bit better. Yeah, no, um, I agree. It was more than made up for uh, Age of Ultron, which to me was a big disappointment. And one of the huge gripes I had with Age of Ultron, the humor was forced. It was too often. It was forced. This movie had humor, yes, but it also had emotion. It actually had a lot of some humor. gravity, but it wasn't forced in. It was like it really worked at the right time. Yeah. So just well done. I mean, it, it earns its spot as one of my favorite comic book movie adaptations to date. And it doesn't feel tired yet. They're not exhausted yet using the Avengers and the, the main players from the Avengers. The only disappointment I think we both agreed on, the villain had good reasons for why he was doing what he was doing. The guy who played him himself was just kind of weak. So yeah, the, the villain was a little bit disappointing from what you would normally get out of a comic book movie. But I think the way that they were trying to take this movie was that the the true villain was the team splitting and then becoming each other's antagonists. So hence the all the marketing about which side are you on, right? Team Cap or are you on Team Iron Man? And whatever team you're on, the other team are the villains in this movie. That's a good point because in any of the movie posters or trailers, you never actually once see a villain going, rawr. Right. So even though he's working in the shadows, kind of, but you'll see more what that's about when you actually see the movie. But he or she just didn't leave much of an impression. But that's because they're each other's biggest adversaries. So, yeah. Anyways, great movie. Thank you. Uh, Definitely more than met my expectations. And again, a, a good measure for me as to whether something's really good or not is would you experience it again? Whether it's a video game, would you play it again? With oh, absolutely. And I can't, I can't wait to see it again. Uh, I can't wait to take someone who will be seeing it for the first time so I can you know, talk with them afterwards and then maybe start a podcast with them that actually will be good. But I'm <laughs> stuck with you, so in the meantime, uh, what do we got next? <laughs> Hurt feelings and reconciliation, up next on the Random Fandom <laughs> with Brandon Brandon Podcast. Brandon, let's talk about this week's Shadow of the Synopsis. If you had to give a synopsis for Shadow of the Synopsis, how would you phrase it? (laughs) (laughs) You're putting me on the spot. Very self-aware. Shadow of the Synopsis is where one of us reads a synopsis of either a video game, a movie, or a TV show to the other one. With no prior knowledge on the other Right, with no prior knowledge of what that is. And by synopsis, it's kind of synopsis that you might read on the back of a movie box or on the back of a game box or something like that right so one of us will read a synopsis usually with no with the names taken out or anything that's obviously spoiler and see if the other person can guess what movie tv show or video game we're talking about i'm excited you sold me well i didn't know i had to sell you and normally wouldn't but in the immortal words of uh, j-lo my love don't cost a thing yeah yeah thank you for that for that's actually that could be our quote (laughs) don't cost a thing quote 
Um, okay, so let me pull up this synopsis here. Okay, I'll stand here. So Brandon is getting together the synopsis, and from the looks of it, it's going to be a, a, a thick biscuity one. But <laughs> I just want to talk about something random while he's doing this. Today I got a haircut. There's a, a particular place I go called Great Clips. I don't know if, where you're listening, if they have a Great Clips chain or something like it, but they allow you to check in online ahead of time. And I've done this for quite a while. I go to the same location every time, and you just type in your name online, and they will tell you the estimated wait time. So I went there, and I just decided to mess with it a little bit today because I've often wondered if it just directly translates because they have a little screen at the cash register that's outwardly facing to the lobby where the... And it shows the names as they were entered in order. So my name was at the top. So I decided to be La Brandon. I put L-A space Brandon. <laughs> and I just wanted to see. And that was me typing that online on my phone. Uh-huh. And then so when I went there a half hour later, my name was there. And then sure enough, right when I walked in, she's like, hi, is your name on the list? And I said, yep, that's the number one spot. And she goes, La Brandon. And I was like, yep. And so as I'm getting my hair cut by this gal, I asked her, do you guys filter that in any way? And she goes, nope, it just comes straight through. I could put anything. I could put like donkey nuts. <laughs> and then everyone <laughs> would see that donkey nuts is up next. You know what you should do for is you haircut. should do that multiple times. Oh my God. So I'm that you just totally fill their queue with bullshit. <laughs> Like different names for farm animals' testicles. <laughs> or just have like different themes every week. So anyways, if you want to check in with Great Clips ahead of time using their app or their website, feel free. Go nuts. Add some goofy name. I honestly want them to like call me Den Master Jim or something like that. <laughs> like, uh, is Den Master Jim ready for a haircut? And I stand up like, yes. <laughs> Den Master's here. So that's a synopsis of how to mess with Great Clips or any place that has early online check-in. They do not filter the names that come through. So don't be profane because there's little kids possibly, but have fun with it. It's the new uh, Simpsons prank call. Oh, yeah, to Moe's. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're going to call it out by name. What do you got for me? All right. And I'm going to leave out character names. I'm just going to say main character. When the wife of best-selling writer, main character, disappears on their vacation, his search turns up pages from a thriller he doesn't even remember writing. A dark presence stalks the town of Bright Falls, pushing main character to the brink of sanity <laughs> in his fight to unravel the mystery and save the woman he loves. Uh, three things came to mind right away, and I think one of them's the obvious choice, but I'm going to do a little deduction here. Okay, deduce. Uh, Wait, it, we're, we're not playing 20 questions here. No, 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 but I'm just... If I just jump right to the answer, it's not okay. sexy. Okay, go ahead. So I'm going to say the first thing that came to mind... I feel like you're tickling the balls of the audience right now. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, you have so many pubes. Uh, the audience. One of the things that came to mind, I don't think it is, is Silent Hill 2. But obviously, when you said Bright Falls, no, because they wind up in Silent Hill, which is like a acronym for purgatory. I, did, I should not have put Bright Falls. Um, that's okay. I should have said main location. Uh, the second thing is, and this is clearly a video game to me, but another thought that popped in my head was, um, what was that movie with Johnny Depp where he plays uh, a writer and he ends up becoming the character he writes about and does murders. I think it was called like Dark Window or Secret Window or something like that, which it's not, but it's not too dissimilar. So I'm going to go with our good friend. Does it have to do with flashlights? A lot of flashlighting. Uh, is this first name Alan? Yes. <laughs> Alan. Alan Wake. Great yes, game. Alan Wake. Although it had a lot of repetition. Like, shine light on the baddies and then shoot them. But yeah, I know it was very repetitive, but it was a great game. Great, game. great storytelling, especially for the time with the technology. Oh, it, had, it reminded me of like a Dean Koontz novel. All right. So I, I thought I thought I was being a little tougher. 
I, you know what? Bright Falls didn't make a difference, though. I already had it in my mind that it was Alan okay. Wake before he said Bright Falls. But good one. And okay. a celebrated game between the two of us. Let's high five it. High five. All right. And speaking of awesome stuff in our historic geek past, let's bring up this week's awesome quote in geek history before we get on out of here. So this quote that we're about to play is from kind of a indie film, I guess you can call it. Not very well known. Oh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah. It's called Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Have you heard of it? Sounds it, familiar. I was on a forum the other day and someone was referencing it. Yeah. The internet likes it because the internet are a bunch of nerds. Yeah. Um, anyway, this quote is from a character named Yoda. Weird name. Yeah. Good little good little guy. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to church on Sundays. <laughs> okay, so here is here is Yoda speaking <laughs> the truth. Speaking the truth about getting older. When 900 years old, you reach, look as good you or not. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I love his laugh. Now, here's a good little uh, geek item for you. Can you name who voices Yoda and what he's also known for? Many no, things. I'm not sure. Uh, same voice as Fozzie Bear, Frank Oz. When 900 years, I love that. And I love Yoda. I love you. I love podcasts. I Aww, love caffeine. Thanks. I love all things fandom and randomness and talking with you. So I think we're going to renew this whole experiment we're doing for a fifth episode. Let's Want to renew it. it? We just got renewed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to need some more fake sponsors, though. I'm sure we can find some. So go out this week. Um, get caught up on Game of Thrones. Go play some games. Kick watch out. Captain America Civil War. And if you've already watched it, go watch it a second time. Um smoke weed <laughs> smoke weed every day because you know snoop dog was uh, sponsoring our show true that let's get you in contact with us if that's something you want to be a part of please do it email us randomfandomcast at gmail.com we want to hear from you anything you want to talk about anything you want to hear us talk about uh we'd love to hear from you also twitter it's a great way to send each other tweets it's the only way to send each other tweets pretty much and retweet each other's tweets and put hearts on things. Things. Where do we find us on Twitter? Random Fandom WBB. Did you say at Random Fandom WBB? They can find us at Random Fandom <laughs> WBB. That's with Brandon and Brandon. They can and will. They better. They better. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm coming after you. I'm going to hurt you on the internet in 140 characters or less. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for checking us out. And we will be back next week with another installment of Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. Brandon, have a great week. No, Brandon, you have a great week. And all the other Brandons out there, have a great week. But only Brandon. The rest of you, suck it. Metaphorically. And that's going to do it for us. Later. Later. Look at our heroes fighting. Look at Iron Man flying. Did I just see Rhodey dying? Why was Spider-Man never there before? What is the vision seeing? Can him and the witch stop breeding? None of our heroes dreaming like the DC movies did before. Time to decide!